right, guys, well, listen, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. I really, really appreciate it, and it's great to talk to you again. How, how's your day going so far? Uh, pretty good. Just getting started, honestly. It's also the uh, the holidays for um, all of us over here, so we have, like, a U.S. holiday tomorrow. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on my first sip of coffee this morning, so I'm ready to go. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I hope you enjoy the holidays as well. But overall, everyone, is the offering as the entity that it is doing well, especially now that the new album, Seeing the Elephant, has been out for a couple of weeks? I think we're good. I think we're we're just getting like used to working on stuff again yeah. because albums come out and you have to start doing stuff again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just it feels like you're like like two years of, of basically low intensity and now you're just like right back into it and it's it's a lot of once but it's it's fun though it's a good kind of work you almost expect the album people seem to expect the album comes out and hey that's the work done now you get to sit back and chill but that's certainly not the case no I mean, definitely I, I, yeah, yeah i wish it was the case though. <laughs> <laughs> But it's almost, is there almost a, a, a sort of guilty feeling? Oh, can't complain. We haven't had this for so long. Yeah, for sure. No, no I, th I think, I think like uh, it's a net positive, like mm. no matter what. Um, we've seen like so many bands and you've probably noticed this too, where like the last two years, even like on the extremely high end level, like a lot of bands have like disbanded yep. or like hung it up or like fired half their members or you know what I mean like it's, it's just been total chaos for like two years and we're just like okay we're <laughs> here we are again <laughs> so I kind of like that ultimately it cannot be uh the positive the fact that you are still standing in 2022 as you say after an extremely difficult few years for the entire world and the entire music industry the fact that you're still standing uh is incredible and um yeah well done for well done for surviving <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah Thank you, thank you. <laughs> How have you found the reaction to uh, seeing the elephant so far? I know it's quite early days, we're a long way from the dust settling, but from uh, critical reviews to the general listener feedback, how have you found it? Um, you know what? I find it to be somewhat polarizing. Mm. Um, we're getting a lot of, um, I would say, people who are reviewing the album on um, actual platforms are giving us pretty high reviews, but the negatives are as negative as they come. Uh, I, I used this phrase once or twice um, while talking to other people, but I would say from death threats to love notes. No. That's probably how we're being perceived. Death threats. People yeah. are sensitive. <laughs> people have gotten really sensitive over the last few years. Oh my god, you've actually, yeah, you've kind of stopped me in my tracks there. I can't believe that. Um, you know, to anybody but, listening. But the, the, it's, not, it's not that far-fetched. I, mean, um, I mean, we uh, release something to the public, and mm. the public takes what they want from it, and we uh, attempt to provoke an emotional response, and sometimes it's so passionate that it turns uh, a little evil for some, for some people. <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. Um that anybody has passion for anything, which is absolutely great. But, um, you know, I'm going to use an English term here, if you don't mind. If you are the type of person who dislikes the new album so heavily and feel the need to behave that way, take your head for a shit, as we would say in this country. <laughs> you guys have, like, the greatest insults, honestly. It's, it's kind of awesome. 
Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were uh, as well getting a lot of positive feedback because it is an incredible album, a challenging album, but that is incredible in itself. So I want you to take me back to the early days of its creation, specifically a vision, your vision. Did you have a clear and defined path to what you wanted to do here? Uh, yeah, I totally, I mean, like, it's, it's kind of a, a mixture of, of both. I feel like I got like the first win after uh 2019 because i was like oh my god we're legit now like we have an album out and like we're on tour and it feels good so like for me like i i i like that momentum and so like i was immediately working on some drafts for this album right after that and then the pandemic hit and then i think alex got his wind at that point because for him there's like the conceptual inspiration of like what the message is right now you can you can take it from here as far as yeah yeah, yeah, it kind of started when Nish was starting to just start laying things down. I was like, oh, I'm going to make an album that's super metaphysical and heady and, like, do way too much psychedelics and, like, talk about, like, uh, third-eye spiritualism or, like, some type of, like, Tool-esque lyrics uh, themes. But, uh, yeah, but then COVID hit and um, um, the political climate of America changed pretty drastically. Mm. And... Um, I start and we decided to go into that direction. Okay, so you'd say the sort of direction change uh, as the path went along was very natural. You didn't force it. It came because of the environment around you. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it was as easy as just, like, sticking my head out the window yeah. to uh, see everything from uh, homelessness to activism to getting tear gassed, you know? It, it, I, it was uh, the, the up... The upheaval of 2020 was legitimately in my backyard. Yeah, he was like in the big battleground for all the 2020 protests. Oh, I see. Yep. No, I understand. Understand. But considering, I mean, you say stick your head out the window and look at look and see what's going on. There, there was a lot. There still is today. A lot going on. Distilling all of that and the thoughts and feelings that come from that. I mean, talk about the difficulties there. Yeah, uh, I mean, it sucked big time. Mm. Uh, but that's uh, that's why I felt like it needed to be documented yeah. uh, in in a musical form, uh, just so it can live on vinyl as long as the vinyl will survive. Okay, okay. And when you um, brought it to the rest of the band, um, what was what was the general feedback initially? Uh, uh, um. Honestly, dude, when it comes to lyrics, I don't really ask anybody their opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to yeah, the only question he asked me is, is how well did I get that point across? And I'll go, you could go, you could do more or you could do less. Right. Like, that's usually what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> It was more, it was the, the, the interesting story was when I brought it up to my record label that I wanted to, um, talk about these themes and then the uh the list of i a- essentially asked the record label for a list of things i was not allowed to say oh. based on the censorship laws of every country that we release in mm. and my goal was to break every single one of those rules oh my you think you achieved yeah. it <laughs> i think I, I think we nailed it <laughs> It's clear, I think, to anyone that just listens to the album, either cursory listen to a couple of singles or the full thing, that this was an extremely creative push for you guys as a unit. 
do you think you forced yourself to do things that you might never have previously considered, particularly when you compare it to home? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we got rid of a lot of, like, I I'm not sure how to, how to phrase it. Just like... Peacocking. Okay. Yeah, or just like like posturing, if that makes Creaming. sense. Yeah, just like things that you that we did that we were like, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. And do we actually enjoy? Like, would we listen to it ourselves? Does this stuff get us jazzed? And you know, we're all changing people, and it's been a long, you know, two or three years. So there were a lot of like power metal elements and like you know guitar things. I was like, I don't do that anymore. Alex had a lot of vocal things where he was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And yeah. then by you know, the songs are still, like, six minutes apiece, right? So it's, like, by removing those things and, like, you still have to fill that with something else. And I think we just kind of got more of, you know, like, more American-influenced bands, a lot of stuff that we grew up listening to. A lot of that stuff found its way filling those gaps. Um, drop tuning, you know, like, the, we decided to kind of get into more of, like, a grittier tone, like Ooh. a lower key for a lot of these things, too. Do you feel like at this particular point when it came to working on this album that you still weren't 100% sure quite what the offering was to you? Or were, was it simply experimentation for yourselves that you could enjoy and see what comes out? I think it was way more experimental this time around. Like, I think there was there was a lot more. I mean, because a lot of it, like, we didn't really get to jam. Mm. It was a lot of just like, like almost like a science experiment where you're just kind of sitting there and like throwing things in and seeing what sticks, like in, into a, a, a session and kind of like sculpting a sound if that makes sense like yeah. not, not like the the esoteric sound i mean like like literally the sound that you're hearing it's like oh well, that that doesn't really pop now and then there was a lot that we learned after home where i i kind of understood um when i was mixing with frederick i'm like a lot of stuff that i spent effort on didn't even become audible and a lot of stuff that i didn't want audible ends up becoming like the forefront and so like on this time around i had like i feel like a clearer picture of like let's not spend time or let's not put that layer over here or there because it's not even going to see the light of day. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there, there was a much better perception of what we record right here and how it translates to the final mix to what everybody else gets to hear. I would say that was the biggest experimentation or kind of finding of the sound is like, we know what we're supposed to do. Let's just make sure that it's audible to everybody else. What about limits? Because ultimately experimentation can sometimes go too far, but also go on for too long. Um, you know, uh, during those that period, the pandemic period, obviously time scales were very, very different. But did you find you put limits on it or were limits forced on you? Uh, what do you think, Al? Um, you know what? We're a band that will tinker unless we are given a very hard deadline. <laughs> um, I'm pretty much 100% confident that we were late and every single deadline for this album. Can okay. we agree with that, Nish? But like, sure. we're still, yeah, but like, tastefully, artistically late. Yeah, we like, weren't a uh, we weren't a problem to anybody. Yeah, that... no, we were like your best friend at your birthday, like showing up like fifteen minutes late. That's a great way of putting it. What about yeah. limitations yeah, yeah. that you each set each other, e.g., for so you're together, you're jamming, you're working on stuff, and you're seeing what bounces, and you're thinking this is getting quite crazy, and where not really putting something together. Did you put limitations on each other eventually or at any stage? Or did you just think, you know what, let the creativity flow and it's going to work out? I mean, from just like a compositional perspective, mm. I would say 
No, I think I, it was, this was like the enabling record, if that makes sense. Like we were just like, yo, you do more of that. You do more of that. You do more. Like, I think, I think everyone was less restrained on this album from the, from like the initial, if that makes sense. Yep. And so it was more about like, no, like this is your breathing room because like I said, we couldn't jam together. So like I was definitely writing parts that were just like, I need like, for instance, there's a lot of like bass heavy, groovier stuff on this album. So I'd be like, okay, Spencer, like, this is designed for you to do something here yep. to, you know, make the, make here's a simple line, but this is the focus of this is to have you drive the groove. Or for Alex, it was like, but you can kind of tell the structures are more open towards like popular choruses and like really decorative stuff. And so it was just like, yeah, go crazy. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like it's maybe next album we'll have the opposite reaction. Who knows? But this one was definitely more of a, you do more of that, please kind of album. That's cool to hear. Do you think in its current form released out in the world, that seeing the elephant would exist as it does now if the past three years, pandemic period specifically, the pandemic, would, do you think it would exist if that hadn't happened? No. Definitely not. Uh, definitely not. Uh, for us, the... Uh, and I, I'm going to speak for you, Nish, here for a second. Go for it. Go for it. The, um, the album is a reflection Ooh. of the, inter the internal state of the band. And we had another album essentially in mind before COVID hit that we were going to record right after home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was like a total pivot into this direction, this tone, this, uh, this theme. It's interesting because of course it's such a universally negative period. Um, nobody, there's no one in the world who hasn't been affected in some way. We're not just talking about the specific music industry. We're just talking the world as a whole, but we do like to look and talk about positive aspects that have come from the period, particularly in the music industry. Can you draw on positives from the past three where potentially you discovered something about yourself or the offering as a whole that you didn't before? Um, I would say re resiliency. Mm. I, I'm not sure. Like, um, yeah, I would say resilience. Um, I'm glad I, you survived. Of course. Yeah. I think there's a greater understanding of purpose, if that makes sense. Like, I I think there's a lot more. Uh, I I don't want to be really cliche and lame here, but like the the sense of like responsibility of not just like you know the platform of what we we've been given, but also just like us as humans, like what we're supposed to be doing here. Mm. You know, I think I I think there's a huge you know shift in the world with everybody with that same mentality of like, you know, you have like your job taken, um, taken a huge turn here, or, you know, you don't get to see your friends for, or family for an extended period of time, or, you know, a lot of those things you're like, I think everyone has gotten an, a chance. I'm not sure everyone's taken the right route. Of course, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think yeah. we as a band have given, been given the same opportunity to change our perspective as, as everybody else. Um, so I don't think we're any different from anybody who's uh, gone through the pandemic either in that, in that sense. Um, we've had to face the same challenges and I think we've, uh, I'd say we came out of it pretty, pretty good, honestly. So all things considered. Al, what do you think? I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, an album came out of it. Yep. Uh, uh, but everything I was singing about is still a problem. It so, is that, um, yeah. So yeah, 
No, I completely understand. And, and that's just one of the. Sorry, go on. No, no, you're good, you're good, you go ahead, you go ahead. I'm saying absolutely nothing. No, you're saying a lot, absolutely. Uh, the, one of the most positive things uh, during any particular, particular particular period is that you were able to get an album out and it does have such important relevancy, but also that it's not got, it's not going to be marked down as a pandemic album, which, you know, some records are because of the relevancy, as unfortunate as it is, that still exists in 2022 and will continue to probably to exist for a long, long time. Guys, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I mean, would have if we weren't late, would have would it would it have come out during the pandemic? Mm. Um, I think we would have had an album come out during. I mean, there's a lot of things that would have gone differently, yeah. right? <laughs> um, you know, like uh, there's a, there's a ton. We might even we might have had this conversation a year ago, or maybe a year later, or maybe we'd be touring differently, or I don't know, like there. <laughs> butterfly effect right yeah. so um it's, it's yeah one, it's yeah. one of those where it's impossible to know but ultimately we are here right now november 2022 the album is out what about some of the challenges that you had when it came to the creation of the album areas that you uh that you found difficult and um how you ever overcome them uh just being remote um yeah for a lot of it not being able to jam out we never played with our drummer the entire time we did this album i mean there's um adapting to the zoom era like we did a lot of like online zoom meetings where like i would have pro tools open and we would have everybody on the zoom call and we would like start editing stuff and parts and kind of going over things so there was a lot of that um that i think maybe you know, 20 years ago, people would be like, that's how you make album, like stuff like that. We're like, mm -hmm. that seems ludicrous to think that that's how you make an album and, um, in, in this kind of remote designation, but we made it work. We had, we had, um, weekends where we'd visit each other and, um, try to make up for all the lost time. Yeah. I'd say the challenge also is just, you know, during the recording process, I think usually we have, you know, the whole band kind of sit through each process. Um, like we'll record a lot of it on our own as like guitarist, bass, and vocals, but um, this time around it was it was pretty much just me and somebody else, or me and somebody else, and me and somebody else, and it was just never like a group input for the recording process, for the drafting process. Everybody was able to at least kind of give their stamp of approval, so to speak. So, um, but yeah, not having the whole gang together kind of changes things for sure. Has that made you more confident? Um, as we go forward that uh, there will be times you know in the future where because of that remote working you've kind of become you've adapted to that to a certain degree and that you would uh, be able to utilize that a little bit more freely and less um, less nervous nervously uh, I would say so uh, what do you think I, I mean because you your perspective is different from mine Alex so uh, you tell no, me I, I mean we're definitely going to adopt a hybrid model like the yeah. majority of um, of successful businesses that made it through COVID. Um, I mean, we, def we definitely don't Zoom uh, as a band anymore. Fair. But, like, yeah, we'll meet up on, like, a video game server and, like, talk shop while playing Fortnite or, like, playing uh, League of Legends or uh, um, Rocket League or something like that. Or or, or uh, what's the game that you really like, Nish? That's Fall Guys. <laughs> Fall guys. <laughs> but you know, but I but if guys. I could have, but I did miss. I think the whole band really missed the um, the setting of the studio yep. and like 
the the sparkly lights in the Star Trek uh, command center that is like <laughs> our two week session in a studio. Um, I I'm, I'm excited to get that back for the next album though. It's awesome to hear you guys sounding so positive, um, particularly as, you know, in the offerings short time around, it's been a topsy-turvy world. Compare 2022's The Offering to 2029's The Offering. We've had home, we have seen The Elephant <laughs> now. We have two incredible releases, um, both out there walking around the world and people are either loving or hating, whatever it is. Do you overall feel like you are in the best place you could possibly be right now? Uh, no. Okay. I, I think no. um that sounds no. sounds really sad to say that. Yeah, no, no. I think um I think complacency is I mean, you know, I, I think there's a shortage of, of that in this band for sure. Mm. Um we all want to go to the next level. Um so yeah, I th- I think we're we're constantly looking at things we could do better. Um there's a ton on our plate right now where we're just like, that sucks, that sucks, that sucks. But like it sounds negative, but like you know, we're, <laughs> I feel like you need to have a little bit of that or else you're just going to stagnate. Right. And that's just life at, at that point, in my opinion, a little bit goes a long way. You can't just have your whole, I mean, we're, we're still celebrating the good things for yeah. sure. Um, don't, don't question that for sure. So. What do you think it is um, that you need to do to get to the next stage as you so put it? Because ultimately it's a hard world out there when it comes to um, releasing music or getting yourself known, whether it's uh, streaming services and the rise of that and the amount of music that's just available, the short attention spans to spreading yourself further afield out of the US and to the European lands, Australia and so on. Is it just that? Just keep pushing as hard as possible and getting the name of the offering out there. I like how you listed like a zillion different complex things that like every band is just like, yeah. <laughs> like, like each of those are extremely valid. You're just like, is it just all that one simple thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I would say a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely have to, as a band today, evaluate what our medium is. Mm. Um, as just a straight recording artist that puts out an album every two years. Yeah unfortunately but fortunately at the same time um it's not enough to be relevant and so um you know i mean nish is doing a phenomenal job at this but we are attempting to figure out our niche on the streaming services Mm. and on the um the essentially just like the internet platform yeah um I still feel like touring is kind of like the end-all be-all, but the truth is you can get more uh, views on a YouTube video or a playthrough or a Twitch stream than you can. You can get more of an audience just from one Twitch stream than you can on an entire middle of America tour. Yeah. So it's really about like weighing cost and is it worth it and where can we fit into that niche and not to mention like different fan bases have different mediums Ooh. so it's like yeah boomers will buy but not that we have any boomer fans anymore <laughs> but like older uh gen x uh fans will go out to shows and buy hard vinyls but if we want to grab younger generation to listen to our music we have to meet them where they consume media adapt and survive yeah adapt and survive it's like that that is honestly how it's going we don't have mtv anymore right we don't have things Mm. like like the the, there's a lot of 2000s and 2010s things that 
um, were gradually changing. And I think during the pandemic, it was like putting that all on fast forward. Um, I mean, you saw the expansion of, of just like online platforms in general, like a lot of them just uh, blew up. Right. And a lot, some of that is just people at home having to use that. And some of that is just purely necessity, right? Because we've changed the way that we do things. And I think it's always changing, but we just hit the fast forward button. All fast forward button, good, good choice of words. You're absolutely right. And it, it, it's a, uh, it's on one side, I'm like, I, I adore the fact that the offering is um, genre defying to a certain degree. But then uh, as I talk to you there, I'm reminded that, ooh, genre defying and not being able to place you in a specific category does cause some problems when it comes to putting you on playlists and things like that on Spotify. Oh, so don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I'll, I'll complain about that for, for, uh, yeah, this, this album has, I mean, just, just being in, in this band in general, like that, that is the crisis. That is always the crisis during an album release. It's, it's the pitching. It's what, like what the playlist we're supposed to be on, whether it meets the right audience, like the right choice of singles. Like it is just always, you know, no, I don't think anybody between us and our label, um, or even our personal friends are ever just like, that was the right choice. Like it's always so convoluted. There's no right answer. And we're, you know, it's, it's tough because everything in today's world is categorized through algorithms and keywords. And, you know, like you said, attention spans have been completely uh, put into a box of what is, you know, what, what is curated to them? What, what is, Oh, they spent three seconds on that song. So they must not like this song or they spent 20 seconds on another song. So this song doesn't fit into that genre. So let's not push this song in front of them. Mm. Um, all those details start to add like way too much pressure to every decision. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, I'm sorry. I went on a bit of a, of a monologue there, but no, that's no, also no. my own personal but venting. The, but at the same point in time, like the pride of being unidentifiable, yeah. it, 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 I do feel a somewhat, uh, like gleeful proud uh sense of satisfaction from un- being unable to be put in a box because essentially means that we don't mimic a giant in some subgenre. yep you know uh which is a, a fault of our community so um yeah i mean I, we take it with a, we we take it with some pride but it really screws us over when we're trying to do uh our uh data analytics yeah yeah you're not alone now i do wish uh, if anybody ever comes up with the world beating how you get around an algorithm they will be a billionaire i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's the other thing too is the rate at which it changes for those like that that has accelerated as well and and no one talks about that Mm. but like before you used to have like you know the two-year era for youtube where it was like a long form video was like favored and not that we were in it at that point but yeah. now it's like every month like it's it's a new thing you know what i mean like it's yeah. always it's it's so rapidly changing now so it would it would hearten you to know you're not alone uh almost every band artist we speak to from um the smallest bands in the world to some of the bigger ones we talk a lot about streaming and youtube and social media platforms and the difficulties that come with being in a band these days and nobody really has anything positive to say (laughs) i i i I would go as far as to say uh we're not complaining Mm. Uh, as far as we're concerned the medium has just slightly changed Mm. uh it's less of a 
we're pissed off that we have to make videos and more of a, okay, we just spent uh, uh, 15 years of our lives getting really good at music and now we have to shift into learning a new platform and being as proficient in the new platform as we are in the creation of the music. Yeah, so yeah. we're not we're not we're not really yeah. mad or upset. We just gotta figure it out like everybody else, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Exactly please don't please boat. don't take my monologue as such. Compl everyone knows in the band that complaining is my form of labor, so it's um, <laughs> or sorry, complaining is my is my predecessor to my labor. So like it's yeah. it's not none of that is is meant to be negative. It's just like oh cool, another problem. Here we go. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Well, going back to the album then, I wanted to ask you guys, is there a specific track on the album that you've noticed people have taken to more than any other that you maybe didn't expect them to? Ow, ow, ow. You know, I was, honestly, dude, I was surprised that um, uh, Ghost Mother mm -hmm. uh, is making it uh, on a lot of playlists. And I was surprised because... Um, I thought that that should have, I'm not going to say that should have been, but you know, I'm going to say it. I that <laughs> yeah, that you can say it. Been, yeah, yeah. I thought that should have been the first single. I was rather shocked that Century Media decided to go with Wasp as our debut music video Ooh. just because of its polarizing nature and also its like lack of a beautiful chorus. Um, not that it doesn't have a nice chorus, but it's not Disney. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ghost Ghost Mother. Even though we're not pushing it, like we have no media for it, we just it's just been featured on a lot of playlists. Hmm. Why do you reckon that is? Because it's three uh, minutes and thirty seconds long. Yeah, we're talking about analytics and data. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that that is it. That is as purely something from an analytics perspective that a shorter song that that kicks off earlier will will work better and. You know, the beauty of analytics and data and, and the way the algorithms work is they are created to optimize everyone's reactions, right? So the fact that we're seeing a three-minute and 30-second song track, it's because, yeah, most people want to hear three-minute, 30-second songs, so that one's just tracking better, um, just purely off of that one thing. And I know NotFest picked it up, too. I know NotFest and oh, yeah. playlists picked it up, so... That's always nice. That always helps, for sure. Yep, it's a good thing nonetheless. Regardless of the reasons, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no one's complaining that Ghost Mother is, is tracked. Well, we want to play that song live. So yeah, it's yeah. like, and that's the thing too. It's like, you spend so much time making these albums, but then like, as far as playing them live, you're like, all right, well, we have to play the singles, right? So that, like, after the singles, now that we like do four every album, it's like, okay, so like, which one of these is going to be the... Uh, mm -hmm. The child that doesn't, you know, the child that we don't pay for its call. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> like, there, there's so many songs like, on home. Like, we'll never play Hysteria, are we? I don't know if we'll ever play that. So it's like, like, there's songs that I love that I want to play live, but it's like, you hope that they all get some love despite not being singles, so. Never so never in these situations. 20 years down the line, 20th anniversaries, and you want to celebrate, and you do the album for, in full tours. That's uh, cool. around the world. That's when that comes out. So true, so true. Gents, I'm going to let you go, but finally, and I guess there's probably a lot of this you're not going to be able to tell me, but it's just an end on a bit of positivity. Major plans for 2023. Do you have them? We want a tour. Yep. And we're going to keep pushing for some cool online collabs with other artists. Uh, that's. I think 2023 is going to be the year where you see us 
uh, partner up with a lot of people, I would say. Oh, cool. Um, so I think, I mean, that's going to be the fun part. Um, so touring wise, I mean, that, that feels like it's an inevitability, mm. but for us, it's always a logistics I have to get in front of that first. But I feel like, you know, with a little bit of log- like a little bit of math, a little bit of hard work and elbow grease, you can get past that. So creatively, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to see what we can come up with for next year. Love it. Cannot wait. Um, gents, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Of course. It's always good talking to you, dude. You're always, you're always great to talk to. Yeah, Carl, it's nice to, um, to talk to you again. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?